So when you're told you're not good enough, you tell them, not only am I good enough, I'm more than enough. When they say, send her back home, you tell them, I am home. I am the foundation of what we call home. When they tell you that you're angry or nasty, you tell them that they're mistaken. This is me. This is me being resolute and standing firmly in my truth. When they say you're not beautiful, you tell them that you are the descendant of royalty. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Pumpkin Spice is back, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? As much as I do not like pumpkin anything, I'm going to give give you an applause because it's like today all I saw was pumpkin stuff. And I just kept saying, Doyen's spirit has to be happy. It has to be. You see the joy on my face. <laughs> it's pumpkin season. Oh, pumpkin season, pumpkin season. I saw a pumpkin. I don't want to get it wrong. I'll have to. Look, I never remember when it's show day and I keep saying I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to write it down. It was a drink, but it wasn't like a latte, but it was something, maybe a milkshake. Chai. Mm-mm. It wasn't a hot drink. Oh. It's at Starbucks. It keeps coming up on my phone. Mm mm, because that doesn't sound new to me. It's something that was like new, and I was like, ooh, I wanted to do and see this. I don't drink cold drinks usually. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Unless it's like, I have once or twice, like in the summer or whenever it's really hot and. I was like when I was in grad school full time and working full time and I was like dead on my feet and needed, you know, a little espresso in between work and class. I did, but most of the time I don't. All right. So, Doyen, <laughs> what's going on with you this week and what are you drinking? I'll start with what I'm drinking. <laughs> so, it is called Wick for Brains. It is a pumpkin ale. <laughs> And I was I was so excited. I bought it Friday, but I was like, I have to wait and share this with Chris <laughs> and the pod. So the inaugural <laughs> opening of the pumpkin beer. Not inaugural. Wait. Annual. <laughs> wait, wait, annual. wait, wait before you take a sip. <laughs> you gotta add a little fizz. <laughs> Don't add fizz to your beer. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish y'all could see her face. I don't think I've ever so seen you joy. this joyous <laughs> and like joyful. <laughs> You're like a kid at Christmas. Yeah, I, it's been a long time, at least a year since I've had a pumpkin. Well, not a year. 
but <laughs> this time last year I had pumpkin beer. <laughs> so is it hard to find in the off season or you or do you just avoid it and save it for that special time of year? I don't see it at all in the off season. So after okay. October it's gone. Okay. And so these two months oh. I gotta get oh. it in when I can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are, I, I think all of us are collectively happy for you. <laughs> but then November is when the Christmas drinks come from <laughs> both Starbucks and alcohol. So I'm good. I'm good for the rest of the year. <laughs> I hate that. So, like, I didn't realize that the pumpkin spice latte comes back before the other Christmas drinks come back. Mm-hmm. And also, I didn't realize that they don't just have this stuff laying around. Because I drink a peppermint mocha just about every day anyway. I mean, they put it on the Christmas menu, but they have it year-round. So, last year, when they brought pumpkin spice latte back, I thought, oh, good. My winter Christmas drinks are here. So, I ordered a gingerbread latte. And she's like, we don't have that yet. And she said it's so smugly. And I was like, no, you the, the, the pumpkin spice is back. And she's like, yeah, it is back. Yeah, so that was fall. how I ended up trying my very first pumpkin spice latte. And as soon as I got to my office, I sent Doyen a text and let her know that to me it tastes like warm nothing. <laughs> but but that's Starbucks. Maybe, maybe, you know what? I'll try one from Strange Brew. Maybe it has more yeah, flavor. Strange Brew would be more flavorful. It's mostly milk, especially now at this point. It's like one pump pumpkin because I don't want it too sweet. And then uh, just milk. Okay. Um, okay. Over here in Texas, there's a sweet potato latte, and that is an important thing in my life. And it's year round. That <laughs> sounds delish. And I wonder why we don't have that here. It's not Starbucks, it's just a local. But I mean, shop. like, yeah. Strange Brew should have with Vardaman being right here. Like, Strange Brew should have a sweet. They might, and I just don't know it. Let me tweet them. <laughs> T- tweet them and let them know. Here's like, an idea. A latte, thanks. We need a sweet potato latte. Like, don't let us down. This is Mississippi. It is. North Mississippi at that. And what else happened? Oh, I watched our second football game of the year uh, we didn't embarrass me which is good <laughs> I actually so I did not intend on watching the first one I meant to watch this one but I still wasn't feeling good y'all I thought I really thought I was going to have to end up going back to the doctor because I really didn't start feeling better until like really Sunday morning mm. and I was like Lord, am I dying? Mm-hmm. Like my, when I got to work today, my coworkers were like, because last week I went to work for three hours on Thursday. <laughs> and my secretary was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you need to go home. Because my head was just like drooping to the side. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. But I still wasn't feeling good Saturday, so... I ended up just laying around and I had a horrible headache and ended up couldn't watch it. So, but I always check the highlights. Um, oh, I don't watch highlights. <laughs> if I watch the game, it just didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I had a real nerdy weekend when I think about it. So I okay. went to go see um, 
it's a NPR show. It's called Ask Me Another, and they're in Dallas. So we went to go see it um, Saturday evening. And it was funny because when we were walking up, it, the line was wrapped around the building. And I was like, is this the right event? Like, <laughs> why is it an NPR event with the line wrapped around the building? But the door was closed. So that was why it was wrapped around. <laughs> and then uh, the day after that, I went to go see, or yesterday, I went to see a documentary about a Texas journalist. So it was like okay. me and a whole bunch of old white liberals. This one. <laughs> uh, otherwise, oh, so Friday I went to go look at an apartment. Oh, Strange Brew said they're on it. <laughs> yes! Your brain is amazing. Um, yeah, so... Friday, I went to go look at this apartment. I like the apartment complex, but the floor plan I wanted before wasn't available. So he was showing me another one. So I had a lot of issues with the floor plan. Okay. But I was like, okay, well, I really like the apartment complex and it's in my price range. I'm going to stay there. And then yesterday, I just take a look at the floor plan again and realize it doesn't have a balcony. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, so you have to have a balcony. For my plants. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> my tomato plants are like flowering again and stuff. I'm like, I'm not giving that up. Like, it needs to be outside. Okay. Anyway. So it's like, because I guess, well, like, I don't have a balcony, but I have like access to outdoors. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I don't, space. that one didn't have anything. Oh, okay. so. Did it um, have the garden tub? It did. But anyways, I told them I can no longer stay there. And, <laughs> and Listen, I applied that for is another. a valid reason. <laughs> well, it was like the fourth strike. So first strike, I don't like when a bathroom is in the bedroom. Like there's no way to get to it but the bedroom. Then it was like That's loft. The, that was the only bathroom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that either. It was loft style. So it didn't have a bedroom God. door. But mm-hmm. when you walk up the stairs, the bedroom's right on your right with no door which is strike two yeah. strike three the kitchen wall didn't go all the way like the kitchen was right beside the bedroom but it didn't go all the way to ceiling because they're like we want to let the light in and i'm like that means i gotta smell whatever i cook forevermore yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then the balcony was a strike so uh, yeah. i applied for another apartment and got it without seeing it so <laughs> you haven't seen the other place what if you don't like no. it I've seen it online, and I'm going to go visit, but I'm sure I'll be fine. But if you don't like it, you can always change your mind, right? Like, you haven't, like, officially agreed to anything. Like, I haven't signed the lease, but I'm okay. approved and everything. But that okay. one's also Lakeside, and I like the floor plan better. So. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. apartment had a lot of strikes against it. That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> I don't like apartments where, like, I like having my own bathroom in my room, but I don't like when that's the only bathroom because I don't want guests coming in my room. So it's like, no. Understandable. <laughs> Anything else happen? Are you sure? I don't know. I didn't know if maybe you were ready to share. We'll talk about it later when you're ready. (laughs) So, 
Y'all, okay. I have never been this level of congested before. This is not the worst sinus infection I've had. Um, you know, believe it or not. But I've never been this level of congested. And it makes... I am a person who takes deep breaths. Like, I, my normal breathing is with deep breaths. <laughs> Doing it does not. <laughs> but because I'm so congested, my breathing is so shallow... And it makes me winded. And it's like, I get tired just talking. Or I get tired. Like, when I came in, I took the trash out. I mean, I came in, put my stuff down, took the trash out. When I came back in the house, like, I had to sit down. And I'm like, (laughs) this is ridiculous. You are sounding like wispy, like Loretta Devine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it sounds kind of sexy to me a little bit, but maybe not. I thought it sounds sexy. My mom said it sounds flimmy. <laughs> but it's just annoying me that like I'm getting so winded, you know? But anyway, I haven't had anything going on really, just being sick and getting better. Um, oh, so I met with the painters um Saturday night to for them to tell me like what kind of paint I needed to buy and how much paint I needed to buy for the house and everything so he tells me what all I need fine so I go to work today and I'm like making a list of things I need to do and I was sitting in the copy room and I say to my co-workers hey so how much is paint <laughs> and they <laughs> and they're like I don't know and I was like y'all uh, y'all have houses how much is paint <laughs> they were like I mean you know Maybe like 40, like 40 bucks a gallon for decent paint. I almost failed. <laughs> I gotta get five gallons of this color. Five gallons of this color. Five gallons. I was like, oh my God. And they also, were like, go ahead. He also had to test the colors out and see how they look in different lights. Well, so I'm keeping the color that's in the kitchen. Okay. So. Um, I'm just gonna, so I only need one gallon of that just for touch-ups mm-hmm. and I'm keeping the color that's in my bedroom and in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's all I'm keeping. The other colors I'm changing. So I also have to buy a shit ton of primer because the kids' bedrooms were loud colors. Like they clearly let the kids pick their own, you know, mm-hmm. wall colors. So, <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I'm one of those people that like, I'm like, I want gray, but I don't know what kind of gray I want <laughs> until well, I see the, it on the wall. The paint in my wall, in my bedroom is a, it's kind of a gray. It's mm-hmm. like a slate. It's slate oh. kind of like that bluish gray. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of like that. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, I got to grow up and pie. But then they told me, they were like, calm down (laughs) they were like when you buy the big five gallon it doesn't cost as much as buying five of the one gallon so it won't be that that bad but that's a lot (laughs) so Sharon Williams is having a sale (laughs) this weekend so that's where I will be this weekend um tonight I am drinking I'm giving our spiked seltzer another try 
taking it easy because I'm still on a lot of medication. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so this time I'm trying Bon and Viv, and mm-hmm. I like it a lot better than I think I had White Claw the last time. I like it a lot better. I am drinking the pear and elderflower, and let me tell you, when I opened it, it smelled divine. <laughs> it doesn't taste as good as it smells, but it's still good. Got it. It's still good for, you know, a spiked good. seltzer. I like some botanical vibes. Mm-hmm. So, keeping it light and, you know, breezy. So, did you watch anything interesting on TV? Uh, you know, I told y'all before that I'm late getting into Snowfall, but so, okay. <sighs> Snowfall is amazing. I love Franklin. Um, I forgot his real name in real life, but I love him and I want to be his girlfriend. And he's a British actor, but I love his West Coast accent better than I like his true British accent. And that's literally most of the time not the case for me. But with him, amazing. Snowfall is good as hell. All of y'all watching Power and all that other shit that don't make no sense, watch Snowfall. Um, Secession. I can't think of what else I ca- I didn't really get to catch up. I did not get to catch up on Greenleaf because I I spent the whole weekend like I'm now in the current season of um, Snowfall because that's what I did this weekend. So. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't think of anything else. I did watch a little more, uh, Good Place, trying to catch up there before the new season starts. I'm not going like, to make it. <laughs> that trailer is just so, because I like, just love that, how much they love each other, like, as co-workers. It just got I me think, right in the feels. Where I got the feels was with the actors, like, in real life, saying how much they'll miss each other. And, yeah. Like, that's when I was like, and I mean, it did kind of like, I did kind of like, mm, with Chidi having to get his mind erased. But it didn't really, I was like, mm, okay. No, but the feels was about them loving their coworkers. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I was like, oh, Yeah, especially... Aww. Jamila being like, everything I know is from Ted Dance and stuff. It's wrong. Blame him. <laughs> and and the, the guy, I forget his name, the one she's dating mm-hmm. on the show, when he says, like, you know, so for in 10 years when Ted forgets that we ever worked together, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that is so mean and sweet. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but I'm glad that, I think we talked about this last week, I'm glad that they recognize when the show needs to end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been watching? I, I finally watched A Simple Favor. I read the book, thanks to our friends at Litflix Podcast. I read the book months ago, and it finally came on Hulu. And that movie is hot garbage. <laughs> 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 oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> but Especially I, for me, as somebody who read the book, it, like there is a lot of great parts in the book. They just couldn't translate to the movie for whatever reason. I gotta stop watching stuff after I read. Well, okay, so that was gonna be my question. Like, do you ever watch anything that you've read and think, okay, that was good? Yeah, I like Gone Girl and Girl on the Train. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I just know, like, most of the time, people... 
I'm not one of these people, but most of the time, people like us who like to watch what we've read. Yeah. Oh, the book is better. The book is better. The book is better. Well, of course, the book is better. Right. <laughs> like, it's going to be better. But a lot of times for me, um, I don't I don't have to have the show or the movie be the same. I don't need that. I, I, when I read a book, I have a movie going in my head anyway. I like my version. <laughs> I don't necessarily... <laughs> needed to play it the same it makes me angry though when things that i consider like you said key parts are missing or like you know how they'll take a whole character who was like a really important character in the book and they're not in the movie whatever like that's when it makes me mad cough crazy rich asians (sighs) (sighs) speaking of (laughs) are you going to um are you going to read the new atwood book probably not I don't think so either. I thought it was going to be a prequel. And then when I saw that it was going to be a sequel, I was like, eh. But it's weird because, like, I just right! don't know what it's going to be because the book at the end tied everything up. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. why I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, ooh, I'm going to read this because it's going to be more of a prequel. And then when I read the description, I was like, no. I don't think her true book fans are going to read it. I think it's more show fans. Oh. Anywho, let's actually yeah. move on to our current events. <laughs> so, oh, this makes me mad. Um, Jamie Riley, he was Alabama's, University of Alabama's Assistant Vice President and Dean of Students. And he was kind of they say he like they agreed to resign but you know they forced him to resign Mm. after less than seven months on the job um basically breitbart news uh published an article detailing images of past tweets from him in which he criticized the american flag and made a connection between police and racism um, I am always quick to cancel somebody over their tweets, and there is nothing in these fucking tweets to cancel him about. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> he said he spoke nothing but the truth. Like he was like, the American flag res- represents a systemic history of racism for my people. Police are a part of that racism. It's that hard to see the cor- correlation. And I'm like, for Alabama. <sighs> yes, it's hard for Alabama. And when but, I first started reading the article and I was like, what? I had to jump back up because I wasn't paying attention to the university. Mm-hmm. And when I jumped back up to see what university it was, I was like, oh, okay then. Right. And I mean, like I said, he wasn't being crazy or irresponsible. He wasn't. Speech. He's had a national platform for a while. I think he was the executive director and chief operating officer of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity he served at john hopkins he served at uh, university of california berkeley and morehouse and so none of the shit he said was out of pocket but white Mm -hmm. people (laughs) like i i really thought i was gonna read these tweets and he was gonna be like fuck that flag you know Mm -hmm. no he just he didn't say anything that wasn't factual and i think what i don't know it made me feel a lot of things and it put me in a place where again I felt hopeless because it's like I feel like I never say it right Breitbart mm. like we know that they knew what they were doing mm-hmm. and 
the University of Alabama allowed them to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's Alabama, but this is supposed to be an institution of higher learning. Mm-hmm. And nobody at Breitbart has higher learning of any kind. Mm-hmm. And I did not like the way that they characterized Breitbart by being, you know, far right-winged or whatever. No, they are a living, breathing platform for white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Like, call it what it is. And it just made me feel a way because it's like, that was so unfair to him. And we're just going to let it happen. It's just going to happen. And what can yeah. you do? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand I do understand. <laughs> right, but, right, right, right. And, and if you scroll too far, you end up in the um, comments, and that was straight up bullshit. Well, I appreciated the Reproductive Center for speaking out. <laughs> I I appreciated that. And yeah, they were really dope for that. Yeah, I appreciated that. So, I'm sorry that I made you read a website called The Crimson White. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't even look at that. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was called. I didn't even look at that. No harm, no foul. So if you've been living on top of a rock <laughs> the past week you saw that Nicki Minaj um tweeted that she was retiring because she wanted to have kids. I didn't care whichever way. I was like good because her <laughs> I was like good because her verses have been whack lately. <laughs> Apparently fans were upset because you know, fans stands and she apologized to them for her insensitive retirement announcement I don't know how that was insensitive but (laughs) it wasn't insensitive it was talking too damn much because nobody thought that girl was going to retire in the first place like it was like I saw the tweet and I was like (laughs) alright you know (laughs) whatever like, I do, I do actually believe, though, that she does want to start having a family. She's talked about it for years on top of years, and she's mm-hmm. talked about when she does start a family, she wanted to take a break, and I think she should. I think she should take a break, and if she retires, fine. I mean, I really, like you said, I really don't, I don't care, but I don't think she needs to retire. Yeah. I think you need to just do what you're going to do and live your life. You ain't got to announce it to us. <laughs> That's like we will be fine. Say, like retiring between every album, like we know exactly. Exactly. Scalp us whenever she's ready. I was just like, okay, it's and nah, it's nah. like what people are like. Oh, and the barbs are going to be so upset, and they're going to be yeah, they're upset. They're twelve. They're twelve. <laughs> yes, they're upset. Shit. <laughs> They're trying to enjoy their lunchable, and now their hero talking about she retiring. I'm like, good lord. <laughs> I mean, you know it's true. It's just like, of course, we call ourselves a beehive, but you know, the beehive is made of a bunch of twelve and thirteen year olds who do all that bullying <laughs> shit. Like, it's like these people have no jobs. They ain't got shit else to do. Right. So next, twelve year olds and Roland Ray. That's who's in the beehive. <laughs> You know who gets on my nerves is that um, the guy that makes all those videos, Todrick Hall, because he like makes all these videos on Beyonce stuff and gets really, you know, gets a lot of attention for it. But he said he ain't even a hive. <laughs> I think he's I, like a Taylor Swift fan. I'm like, why did you go do that for Taylor Swift? I remember you saying that, but I don't know him from that. I know him from Drag Race. 
So I didn't even know that he does Beyonce stuff. Oh, I mean, you know, been doing it for years. Really? I watch. I'm have to look him up. Yeah, years. Anyways, oh girl, one Saturday when you're sick, you need to just watch Drag Race Marathon. Oh, a rainy Saturday where you don't want to get out. You'll love it. You'll love it. I'll appreciate people more flamboyant and extra than me. <laughs> God damn. God damn. <laughs> It's my truth, and I live in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, next up. So, uh, BET is going to try to put... Is it teal in a pot? Am I making that up? I'm pretty sure that's not the same. Anyways, they're going to try to jump in on this uh, streaming service thing. And I'm like, everybody, we cannot pay all of y'all $10 a month. We just and I'm can't. not going to. <laughs> and I'm not going to. It frustrates me. It makes me mad. And... At this point, we could just pay for cable. <laughs> If everybody's going to stream it, then we can just pay for cable. <laughs> Listen, I already told y'all, I'm going to downgrade my cable, but I'm going to keep paying for cable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my Netflix. Thank I'm going to keep my mama's Hulu password. <laughs> <laughs> and you got damn right I'm getting that Disney because that shit look like it's going to be lit. That's it. Because Disney's going to have ESPN and then I won't even need my high Hulu. But anyways. <laughs> and Disney is going to have a package with Hulu. Yeah. But I think that's for people who don't have Hulu already. So, I mean, I guess if you already have it. I don't know. Anyway. I this $45 of Hulu. I draw my limit. 45 <laughs> Yeah. Oh, because, okay, okay, because you got, like, channels. Hulu live. Okay, just, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. just for football. <laughs> and then oh, I yeah. just keep it year-round. But anyways, um... So basically, they're they're coming up with a streaming service with Viacom and Tyler. Who gonna pay BET? I just who gonna pay BET? Listen, we can like split it like five dollars a month each. We'll be fine. I'm paying five dollars for BET. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) They're gonna have uh, some new original content like the First Wives Club from Tracy Oliver of Girls Trip. It's okay. a reboot of the 1996 feature that was originally developed for TV and moved to Paramount Network before finding a home at BET and now BET Plus. All nine episodes will be available at launch. Um, you're going to have Bigger, some by Peachtree Place, um, Sacrifice from Chris Stokes, who you got served, and Paula Patton. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot laugh. I do not have enough oxygen. <laughs> I'm so glad to see Paula Patton again. Oh, it's going to be so rapid. I bet she is going to have two, two scenes. <laughs> Anybody got a spare inhaler? I was not prepared for that crystal. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> two to three scenes. It's going to be great. <laughs> Of course, uh, the library content is going to include all of Tyler Perry's shenanigans. Um, I mean, there, mm, there's something called o- the Oval and Sisters is going to be there. I don't know what that is. And then, of course, they're going to have a lot of black movies. So, uh, Bobby Bound Story, New Edition Story, Real Husbands of Hollywood, which doesn't Netflix have, uh, Being Mary Jane, which doesn't Netflix have, Boomerang, Coming to America shenanigans 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 i mean i'm sure i'll be able to find it on the fire stick (laughs) 
See, this is a problem with y'all. Y'all want to support <laughs> Popeye sandwiches. But let me, but let me <laughs> tell you. But, but no, but BET, okay, the only way you can guilt me into supporting this is if BET was still black owned. And it's not. And to me, I just. It's still I mean, a highly black employed, though. Is it? Is it? Like it is. Other than the program, I'm just saying that Walt Disney was a racist, and you want to buy his shit, but he you don't want to was. watch BT. He was a racist, <laughs> but he didn't call me a nigga though. <laughs> he just Not didn't get the face. chance. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it to my face. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, I just I have to draw the line somewhere, and in all honesty, all jokes aside, if the content is good, I will find a way because I believe in entertainment <laughs> the world mm-hmm. is shitty I need to be entertained Yeah. if the content is good if somebody tell me listen that BET shit is popping but if it's I mean I'm gonna have cable so I'm gonna have BET and if like you said so many of those shows are still on like Netflix and I don't really see BET pulling from Netflix mm-hmm. I mean I don't see BET making that call. Now, shows like Being Mary Jane, I mean, you know. It's over, so I'm not going to, like, stop watching Netflix to get BET. Right. Like, maybe I could see Viacom pulling something that it felt was extremely profitable from a Netflix or an Amazon Prime. I can't see Viacom allowing BET to do that, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just saying. Tony, <laughs> don't, don't call me out. You know I'm pro y'all black. I support <laughs> y'all cousins' Instagram boutique, but y'all want to buy a Popeye sandwich. <laughs> see, that's what, see, that's what you got me wrong, because I buy from Instagram boutiques all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, shit, that shit be saying it's a it's an extra large and I can put it on my six year old niece. <laughs> oh, you gotta read the comments. That's how you know how the sizes work. Read read the reviews. <laughs> true, true. That's why I am an Amazon. Um so maybe like um so police just really don't let us have us have any fun. I, 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 I side with the police. <laughs> First of all, they went in Storm Area 51, and now they canceled a 3,000-person game of hide-and-seek at Ikea. <laughs> when then- I saw the headline, <laughs> my anxiety spiked up. Do you know what would happen to me if I was inside of an Ikea <laughs> and niggas running around there playing motherfucking hide-and-seek, and I'm First just trying to get my one, two, three put-together table and get the fuck out of here? Uh-uh! <laughs> uh-uh! <laughs> I would have a meltdown in the middle of the store. I'm trying to get some goddamn meatballs and a bitch hiding under the table talking about shh no bitch No First of all, oh. this is Glasgow, Scotland and not Jackson, Mississippi. Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> we True will that. be alright. True that. True that. <laughs> anyways, um, apparently, you know, police won't let us have no fun inside our IKEA. That's a lot of people. It was three hundred. It's like three hundred thousand square feet. There's so much room. There's a thousand square feet for each person hiding. No, but I'm saying, how you gonna determine who it? <laughs> no. 
out of 3,000 people? Like, how you gonna know who it? Yeah. I don't know. And Maybe then you know it's like... gonna be people in the store who decide to join in. I think it sounds mm-hmm. great. But... Uh, uh, this is one time in life. Write it down because it'll never happen again. I support the police. <laughs> <laughs> this is one time. Do not fuck the police. I support the police. You know, my inner white woman's like, it sounds perfectly fine. It'll be lots of fun. <laughs> and look, and my inner white woman is, where's the manager? Where is the manager? <laughs> Speaking of where is the manager, by the way. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders found oh, a new job. Um, I guess she works in Fox and Friends. Um, and she was talking about how, like, women hate her. <laughs> And there's a lot of people, you know, like when they see her, they kind of pop off. And she's like, oh, as women, we shouldn't be coming for each other uh-huh. like that. But this is why I love Jezebel, the um, <laughs> the website. They were yeah. like, um, so she has this. People, um, I've learned that white feminists hate the um, lean-in chick from Facebook. Because her book was all like, oh, well... I don't know. It's just more like pull yourself up from her bootstraps, and then she realized that most people can't. Um, <laughs> isn't that isn't that Brittany? No. Oh, lean she in. didn't do lean in. It's a book. Oh. <laughs> I, I know it's a book. It, she didn't write that book. Not Brittany. I forgot what her name is. But anyway, so basically, Sanders was saying that like because she's a woman and a woman in a male-dominated space, that we should accept her. Her name mm-hmm. is Cheryl Sandberg, by the way. For what? The lady that wrote Lean In. Oh. And um, <laughs> Jezebel was not happening. <laughs> 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 it was beautiful, and I loved it. Um, but yeah, like, it's just weird. Um, I, this is my favorite sentence. Naturally, Sanders is ignorant enough to think she's made a salient point while missing the point entirely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't get that feminist was the points for being the only woman in the room when the room is fascism. When the... Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. That was the thing. It was just so funny to me that she was just like, oh, why does anybody support me? I'm like, just... She's trash. Just, <laughs> she's so trash. And trash. people like her just annoy me because I want you to know you trash, but right. she'll never know she's trash. Like, in her heart, she's a really good person. Which is so weird that she thinks that. Um, <laughs> strange. Um, so, uh, <laughs> there is a problem. <laughs> what could call it a serious matter? But um, America is running out of white claw hard seltzer. (laughs) Now, this is my mini read before we get into this. I don't understand how in 2019 we're out of chicken sandwiches and hard seltzer. (laughs) Like, how did that occur? Like, how? I don't know. I just feel like we've, I guess, growing up in a period of abundance, I don't understand why companies can't make stuff (laughs) for us. I, I understand more with the chicken sandwiches than I do with the White Claw. Because the chicken sandwiches were always introduced as a limited item. 
So it's like, okay, maybe they said, this is how many we're going to produce, and that's it. Even though, I mean, it's just some chicken strips on the bun. Y'all ain't got no chicken strips back there? And some buns? Right. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why it's so limited that you had chicken, you had bread. So, (laughs) put the two together. (laughs) Why is it so hard to put chicken with bread? I don't understand. And then, White Cloud. I don't know. I guess they had to like ferment it and stuff like that. But it's just my friend was like, "Why don't they just put vodka and sparkling water?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I do." <laughs> so I actually got the bond and viv today because I was like, "I'm gonna stop and see can I find some white claw." Now, true enough, I only went to one gas station, <laughs> and I did go in the cold room, and mm-hmm. they did not have any white claw. So, I got the bond and viv. I just feel like I was ready to buy some and prove this article wrong. Cause I bought white claws, so I've never figured out like the craze around it. Like I felt better about myself that good. for drinking like less calories, but it wasn't good. I ended <laughs> up like I ended up drinking all of them. Yeah, but like no within the span of like. <laughs> A month or <laughs> I mean, do you know how quickly I go through alcoholic beverages? Right. <laughs> and I did because I like I mean, I like club soda. Mm-hmm. So I had a taste for it, but it's like yeah, I don't understand how they're running out because who's really buying all of this? White people. <laughs> It was the chosen seltzer of whites. I prefer exactly. truly though. Okay, Especially I'm gonna like try truly next flavors. time. I'm gonna try truly next time. Okay. Uh, my microphone is about to fall. Okay. And just fall into my arms, sweet pea. There you go. Um, Christ is a Speaking of sweet peas, she's not a sweet pea. <laughs> Um, Scarjo, like, we give her so many passes in life. Like, literally, she plays every woman and race in the United... No, in the entire world, the globe. Like, I'm pretty sure she played Mulan at some point. But, we give her passes because she's Scarjo. And then her dumbass gonna go and stand up for Woody Allen. Why? When I added this article, it wasn't even about her defending... Woody Allen. It was about what you just said. It's like she wants me to not like her. I keep forgiving her. And I keep forgiving her. Because I want to... Well, you're not a Saturday Night Live fan. But have you ever seen her on Saturday Night Live? Pure magic. It's beautiful. (laughs) I want to love her. But she keep doing this kind of shit. fucking up. She keep doing this kind of shit. And it's just like, ScarJo, no! (laughs) This man is a known molester, okay? Mm-hmm. He adopted a child, and this ain't even the one the one that has, you know, come out and said that he molested her. That's not the one that he adopted and groomed and raised and then married her. Like, is... she's like, no, he said no, and I believe him. She sounds just like her president when he was like, nah, they said they didn't kill him, so I believe him. That's like uh, women, especially black women, are Kelly defenders. I just... 
I don't understand why there's a subset of women that are like, oh, because it didn't happen to me. It didn't happen. And I'm like, right. That doesn't mean that's not how things work in world life. <laughs> like, uh, right. You've so. got to be able to accept and understand that a person, man or woman, a person can be good to you and a nightmare to someone else. You've yes. got to be able to understand that. Yes. My favorite um, sentence in the article, however, <laughs> was <laughs> Johansson is largely alone in her support of Alan. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, you right, you right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <sighs> and I feel the like first... blacks as a whole really liked her. I feel like we all really liked ScarJo. Like we liked her and she just keep fucking up. She just keep fucking up. She was the one. Was it her? Yeah, she was it her or Charlize Theron that was like, I should be able to play any role. I think that was Gajo. She was like, I should be able to play any role. Because, you know, Charlize, she she do that shit too, playing roles of other nationalities when you need to know when to turn shit down. But she was like... Mm-hmm. I should better play any role. It shows my it shows my strength as an actress. I Bitch. still go watch her as Yvette in the reboot of Baby Boy. Ah ah, Jody. Wait, you know, uh-uh, you know, Scott Joe got a little list. You know, she got a list. Ah ah, so. Anyways, um, <sighs> just shut your ass up. Like that's all we ask. <laughs> Enjoy your whiteness. <laughs> shut right. up. Share it in a group test. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> it seems like some shit that I would do. So, they're like bricks of cocaine and washed up hey, on two hey, Florida beaches. Hey. And uh, a beach girl was like, There's something suspicious. They <laughs> washed the shore. <laughs> Didn't check it out or nothing. Just went and told Listen, the police. Dorian, if you see something suspicious, call me. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you out. I'm going to break you off. Call me. I personally ain't going to do nothing with it, but I know niggas. Call me. We're going to get paid. So apparently it was wrapped in a way that was consistent with narcotics. I think it ended up being like a duffel bag full of uh, brick. Each brick was like a kilo of cocaine. Maybe they went ahead and put it in their bag and then told the police around the rest. Nah. No, they left it off. These people be fine and shit. Because I'm not finna tell you about shit. (laughs) Okay? I'm not finna tell you about shit. One time when I was like in middle school, I was like 12 or 13. I don't even think I was 13 yet. This guy was coming out of the store and I saw him drop something out of his pocket. He didn't mean to drop it. He dropped something out of his pocket. I went and picked it up and it was a dime bag. And you know what I did? <laughs> took that dime. I wasn't even smoking then. I didn't even know how to smoke then. I took that shit to my daddy because I knew he knew what the fuck to do with it. Like I was, I was like, daddy, look. <laughs> and he tried to act mad like, what are you <laughs> He was like, oh, I'll take you. <laughs> I'll dis- dispose of it. <laughs> uh, right? 
Like they that's what they said in the article. Yeah. That the that the officers were like, it'll be destroyed. Right. I fucking bet. I bet <laughs> it will be destroyed. <laughs> Hell. Yeah. Destroyed my ass. Yeah, so whoever uh lost it in a hurricane is probably real sick right now, but or dead. You never know. Um oh. sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was thinking, I hope I'm not insensitive for putting this article here because, like, hurricanes are really serious and they're really deadly. And the U.S. is being a bitch about, a a bitch towards the people of the Bahamas and offering refuge. I thought, I was like, I hope I'm not being insensitive about this. Oh, I wasn't talking about dead from the hurricane. I meant from a drug war. Oh, 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 that's fine then. That's not insensitive. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, you made me watch all those drug movies, so I figured, you know, if you lost $30,000 worth of cocaine, that you going to die. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please listen. Please respect my uh, drug cred. (laughs) Bato and them do not give two fucks about a hurricane, a tornado, a tsunami. Right. You don't got my shit. You better have my money. You should have floated in with it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, my God. This next story is really sad. It really is. But um, 911 dispatcher um, is under fire for telling a panicked Arkansas woman to shut up before she could drown. So it was a lady who was trying to do, I guess, deliver newspapers. And she was washed off the road, and her car was, like, getting flooded. And the girl who was talking to her, first, you know that your job is 100% recorded. Like, <laughs> 100%. So the shit that you say is going to come back at you. But um, she was just being an asshole to the woman while she was drowning to death. And this sad makes me upset and just for you to be talking to somebody all kinds of crazy and they're scared for their life right and it was like so for the first time you guys (laughs) I am not gonna ask Doyen did she listen to the audio (laughs) no because (laughs) I could not I I was like "Mm -mm, I cannot I cannot do it and so and reading just the description, like this woman is so panicked, mm-hmm. and then this bitch is telling her like, shut, like telling her, didn't you know that you were supposed to be driving in this weather? Didn't you know? Hey, I am panicked, and I'm about to die. Like, right. that's not what we're talking about right now. And then, so they said that she had already turned in her notice, so this was like her last day anyway, and she just didn't give two shits. And I guess what really worries me is that the family won't be able to do anything. But I hope that they can at least file a civil suit or something Mm -hmm. because that was just reckless. And that's just not how you treat lives. That's just not how you treat lives. Right. Yeah. And I definitely did listen. That was a self-care call. I can listen to that. But uh, That's the last time you can use that excuse. I do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say something sassy back. (laughs) Yeah, it was just sad because she did end up losing her life. Um, 
And maybe she just didn't think that it was that serious, but it's just horrible. And she's gonna have to live with that. You don't know. Yeah. You know. Anyways, so we're gonna move along um, to our someone something. First of all, uh, I watched several YouTube videos to (laughs) try to catch these highlights of Black Girls Rock. (laughs) Because that's what we're going to talk about, Black Girls Rock. Um, This is more and more as I grow or move around in spaces where people don't look like us, where we don't get that encouragement and affirmation on a regular basis. Things like Black Girls Rock become so much more important to me. It's just a way to just look at just, I think I was listening to one of the songs or maybe when it was a video with Erica Badu and they panned over the audience. It was just black girls just happy yeah. and, you yeah. know, hype as fuck. And I'm like, oh, this is, yeah. this is what heaven must be like. <laughs> yeah. Just a, heaven is a good ass black ass time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start off this segment by saying... C.C. Peniston still looks good and sounds good. <laughs> I mean, oh, I was singing to the top of my lungs. Y'all know I was. Y'all know I was. It was just. What are you smelling? <laughs> <laughs> I can you know, see you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm like a squirrel. Oh I don't God. know. It's one of these hanging things <laughs> you put in your closet. And yeah. I just happened to look up and see it. I didn't even know I had one of these. Don't <laughs> mind my co-host. She's ADD as fuck. <laughs> I, I just looked up and saw this little green thing hanging. Um, it's still got a little scent to it. <laughs> so my favorite part was Angela Bassett and her mm-hmm. um, Icon Award speech. Like, I'm going to like save that and just like play it for myself on you know all the like, work <laughs> she made me she made me first of all it made me tear up of course. but it made me tear up <laughs> y'all go quit playing on my name but it made me tear up because she made me feel like i was somebody right like i could do that shit yes my only complaint is that people are always talking about her accolades and nobody brings up london is falling <laughs> Because they talk about her accolades. <laughs> you said it. You said it in the sentence. Put some respect on Angela name and London is falling. <laughs> you said it in the sentence. But, um, yeah, so she was the icon and she deserves it so much. And even, I think, Regina King was yeah. the one who introduced it and even her speech was I was like yes yes um other people who won um Oscar Golden Globe and Emmy winning actress and director Regina King won she won the Star on, Power Gina. Award Come Grammy on, winning singer songwriter Sierra won the Rockstar Award for something um, Academy Award and Emmy. Don't Award. do that to Sierra. Y'all, Dorian gonna text me talking about <laughs> is level up Sierra's album. And when I saw it, I thought, I, re- I honestly thought you were asking me, was that the album title? So yeah. that's why my response was. That's what I was asking. If it was oh, I title. thought you were asking, like, is that her song? Because um, I was like, surely you know that's her song. I don't know what song that is. 
<laughs> Why are you shocked? Because, I mean, like... I don't listen to music like that all the time. But you don't have to. It was all over the timeline. Like, it was... When it came out, it was everywhere. It was even all over Twitter. And I don't follow her on Twitter. I follow her on Instagram because I love looking at her kids. But I don't even follow her on Twitter. And it was everywhere. That song is freaking everywhere. And she always talking about level up. level. And I was like... What... (laughs) I wasn't being funny. I just don't know. I re- I didn't think you were being funny in the text. I really yeah. thought you were asking, like, was that the title of the album? But I assumed you knew the song and was just asking, is that the title of the album? I did not realize that you didn't even know the song. Well, I didn't <gasps> even know she had an album out. So, but see, let me let me say this about Sierra right quick, because I'm not a big Sierra fan. Like I don't mm-hmm. listen to her all the time. I do typically download her albums, and I might give it a quick listen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Sierra has earned her things. Mm-hmm. She's one of those artists who <laughs> she might not always chart well, but she's a touring artist, and she she don't have to cancel no shows. She don't have to do like Nicki did and pretend like it was some kind of problem with the venue. Nah, boo, it wasn't but 30 people there. <laughs> she had to do that. And like, I she. Am happy for her. <laughs> I, I wish y'all could see. I just. Y'all don't understand what Doyle be doing to me. <laughs> I don't do anything. I just say, like, I'm happy for her and her success and her kids and her life. She's beautiful. I just don't listen to her. Anyways. um, my So, goodness, Academy Award. My goodness. My goodness. I was singing That's your the intro last song next that part. I knew. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so Academy Award and Emmy Award nominated producer and industry trailblazer Deborah Martin Chase won the Shot Caller Award two time wanna be a shot caller I'm doing the soundtrack how'd you get a second one of those things oh you split it apart (laughs) go sit down um Two-time Grammy Award-winning musician, H-E-R. I don't know. <laughs> her! I'm just making sure that I can say her, because there's periods between it, which means it's an H-E-R. Anyways. But she goes by her. I mean, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. I was nervous in the moment. Um, <laughs> like, like like six lakh? <laughs> That's still a thing. Um, she won the Young Gifted Black Award, and her speech, like her acceptance speech, was pretty dope and full of tidbits. Yeah, and that's gonna go on my yeah. Black Girl Affirmation playlist too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then activists of Mothers of the Movement: Sabrina Fulton, Geneva Reedville, um, Gwen Carr, Lucy McBath, Maria Hamilton, and Cleopatra Pendleton Pendleton Cowley were honored as well. They always make me cheer up whenever I see them all together, especially. Mm-hmm. So, um, one one quote that I have for her was, you don't have to compare yourself, just be who you are. And especially when you think about, like, social media and Instagram and the little com- um, comparisons we make in our heads and ways we kind of abuse ourselves. It's just, you know helpful to hear that and stand on that it was it was Alrighty. So. I enjoyed um because I did the same thing I didn't even re- 
I didn't realize it was on, and then Doyen didn't realize it was on because when I alerted Doyen that it was was on, you know, she was like, "Is that on tonight?" I'm like, "Yep," but I didn't even know until I was watching something. Oh, Snowfall, and um, like I kept seeing people tweet about it, and I was like, "Oh shit, Black Girl Rock song." So I am gonna go back and watch the whole thing, but I just kind of watched some clips on YouTube as well, and I again. I just loved, I love seeing like our, mm, what's the word, our classics. So like our girls who are, are women who are classics and they come back and they like show us that they still got it. They never lost it. And so that whole thing, it was Cece Peniston and, um, um, I just drew a total blank, but I sang all the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I enjoyed seeing them. Uh, oh, <laughs> did you watch the Monica performance? <clears throat> Is it messy that I kept waiting for the camera to pan out to Brandy while Monica was singing? You know, I'm actually going to go to a, a concert. I call it Brandy and Monica and friends. Um, they invited, they were so gracious, invited Carrie Hulson. We got her some work. Um. <laughs> Listen, that first album slaps, okay? It did, and then she tried to come for Beyonce. <laughs> but, you know, so, um, you know, I feel like they're at least cordial enough to go on tour with each other. <laughs> I feel like Monica's cordial. I feel like Brandon just be waiting on something. Like yeah. she be waiting on a on a eye twitch to move the wrong way or something. Just something. Yeah, you gotta just a stay reason. prepared so you have to get prepared. <laughs> I'm always stay. gonna side with Brandy. She's from Mississippi. Oh, Joy, you know we side with Monica. She's from Mississippi. We side with Gunica. We side with Monica. Brandon might be from Mississippi, but she don't act like it. Okay, so we're going to move along to our poor life. Wait, am I done? (laughs) I've finished you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is. Let's move on. Uh, So, you know, I know, like, the big thing is having a squad and just, like, repping your squad. But, um... Especially if you're like me, I have a lot of friends or a lot of people I hang out with. And sometimes I have to like dial it back and figure out who who can I talk to about the most intimate concerns of my life. Um, so this is kind of how our first article starts off where it says whose opinions and feedback really matter to you. So there's a lot of people you can kiki with. There's people I can go to brunch with, uh, talk about Beyonce with. But, like, who am I willing to, like, seek out their opinion and feedback when it comes to my life? Uh, These are the people that we're going to define as our square squad. So, uh, the person who wrote this book, I think it's Brene Brown, or Breen Brown. I'm pretty sure it's Brene Brown. Um, (laughs) Wrote a book called Rising Strong. Um, they recognize that the most of us struggle when we're negatively judged by others. We don't know how to respond. Um, should we believe everything we hear or none of it? 
Um, when we stop caring what people think, we lose our capacity for connection. But when we are defined by what people think, we lose the courage to be vulnerable. And I, you know, like, I've run into that where I was vulnerable with somebody who didn't know how to talk with me. And so it was hard when they responded in a way that I'm not receptive to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so to balance how much we, how little or how we care about others' pe- people's opinions, we had to create a square squad. And the process is very simple. Uh, think about the people who push you to be better, the ones who care about you, are willing to give you their honest feedback. Then fit them, fit as many of those people's names as you can in a one inch by one inch piece of paper. I don't know if you've seen a ruler lately. One inch by one inch is not that big. (laughs) (laughs) And so the intention at making it so small is that you're diligent about about who you include and who you don't. Yeah. Um, This person, and I'm pretty sure they write really small, was able to fit eight people into their square squad. I write pretty big, so it might be four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, uh, they suggest to use the score squad. Anytime you get feedback that confuses you or hurts your feelings. So, somebody says you talk too much, which I do. (laughs) And you're not sure if that's just one person's judgment or a widely held assessment. You can call one or more people on your score squad and tell them what happened and ask if they've ever felt similarly. Um, Again, I know for me, like, if you felt similarly, there's better ways to tell me (laughs) than be like yeah you talk too much (laughs) you know like you know there's softer ways to tell me uh, the truth about me and that's very important when it comes to like honest communications yeah I also think when doing your square squad that especially when you're thinking of who you're going to call on you have to make it relevant to the topic Mm -hmm. or the situation because for instance if you ask me do I think you talk too much I'm going to say no you don't talk too much but if it but that's because but what if it's what if the person that said that to you it has to do something with maybe something y'all were doing at work or something you know I don't know Mm -hmm. your work field and maybe it was you know what I'm saying like for work there are certain people I actually could I could fit I could fit several names in a box for people in my field who I care about their opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to my my real life, maybe mm-hmm. not so many people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I think you have to apply filters, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think the biggest premise about it is, like, at the end of the day, you want people who you can be vulnerable with. So right being able to share your true self and know that they're not going to treat you badly. (laughs) They might tell you, you know, the truth about yourself, but they're not going to say it with malice. And that's important. Like, I've got a coworker who, when it comes to things at work, when it comes to things I'm doing in my field, I don't ask her unless I want to know the truth because right. she's going to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to hand it to me in a palpable way. She's not mean. She doesn't mean any harm. Um, I mean, I, I do consider her a friend. 
but when it comes to other things that require like you, you the key word you said was vulnerable when it comes to things with my life like the times that I've tried to be vulnerable with her it was a miss yeah and it was like <laughs> so I know and and this uh, this is someone who I genuinely believe loves and cares for me mm-hmm. like you know what I mean but it's just so it's not just what she says, but even how she'll handle the situation. She's just not that type of person. Yeah. And that's okay. I've learned not to come to you with those type of things. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. You gotta know who you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. So all in all, we'll say that like the people in your square squad are the people that we trust and we love mm-hmm. and who don't need us to be anything other than our real or authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And so I think that helps and uh, I think especially because we are different people at work compared to like personal life yeah I don't think it hurts to have a square squad for professional purposes compared to having a personal square squad because you know if you ask me something about a project you did you know I'm gonna think it's great (laughs) (laughs) and that's not just because I think you're great but I mean I don't know anything yeah about that background like some things that you're like that is not good. Look at this flyer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Doyen is the thought queen. And I'll be like, oh, I kind of like that font. <laughs> Please leave but I can say alone. that when you show me something, I can tell a clear difference. Like I can, I can tell a clear, okay, that does look better. That does, That is more palpable. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, so overall, I think uh, creating that square squad is an amazing way to just get through this life because people are, you do work with a lot of personalities and in personal and, you know, professional life. And people say stuff and they don't even realize like the damage they've done to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it is important. Um, I had to actually sit down and write it. I've thought of, like, a few people in my head, but I had to, like, find a ruler and cut a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) and try to write all these names in there. Because this template is smaller than... Yeah, it's small, small. But... um, I can enlarge it. Yeah, so, I mean, after the fact, you can kind of think about certain things. Like, why did you include these people? I think that's important. You know, just to know, you know your why. Um, mm-hmm. They say, "Are you surprised by anyone you put in your box?" Which, I, like I said, I haven't fully worked through this, so I don't know. Um, and then, are you surprised by anyone you didn't put in your box? So there's some people that like they don't fit in the square, um, the squad box, but they still are like somewhere around it where I might ask them about certain right. things. It just might not right. be my most vulnerable things. Right, exactly. I think another good part to this square squad box, and you mentioned this earlier, but just to kind of touch back on that again too, is this a good accountability model? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a little bit better about it now, but I used to fall into, oh, well, that's not true, you know, and they've hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. When sometimes it may have hurt my feelings, but it was still true. And so, you know, some, and even hurt, listen, you never have to validate your feelings. How you feel is how you feel is how you feel. Mm -hmm. 
But sometimes my hurt feelings, like, why am I feeling hurt? Oh yeah, everything hurts. Why am I feeling hurt? Because <laughs> and everything hurts mine too, and it's like and and I have to acknowledge that sometimes it's me. Yeah. So it's good to have people that I can bounce off of. Yeah. And and go back to that key point again about people who you can be vulnerable with because I don't want somebody to say, yeah, girl, that's just you get over it. I want somebody to be like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't have to beat around the bush with me. I'm not a child. Yeah. But let me know that you know yes this particular you know statement or whatever may be true but that doesn't mean that you can't fix it it doesn't mean you're a bad person you know it's just something that you do uh, one of my favorite taglines is to be fair hire me for your square squad 2020 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> But overall, uh, I really encourage y'all to check that out. Just think about it. Because we move so fast in life nowadays, I don't think we really yeah. think about the relationships that, like, we can, you know, that can pour life into us and, like, we can be our most vulnerable with. Because a lot of times, it's like somebody does hurt our feelings and then we slap a Band-Aid on it and then we keep going. And then six months from now, they do something else and then mm-hmm. Armageddon happens. So, um yeah, this is another way. Yeah, to just you know, it's another coping tool in your toolbox. Yay! So we're gonna move on to the favorite part of the pod to buy you a drink. Do you want to go first? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can go first okay. because. I'm going to buy a drink for Doyen. Yay! <laughs> so, for the longest, I've been looking at Adobe Audition. And I kept saying I was going to bite the bullet and just buy it. I'm going to do it. Because when I, like, those of you who've been with us from the start, you know <laughs> we are growing, we are learning. And y'all know we sound better. Y'all know we sound better. We're, we're getting better each and every time. And as I read and research, everybody keeps mentioning Adobe, 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 Adobe. And I was like, I was really just mm, procrastinating because it costs so much. And then Doyen <laughs> decides to buy the whole thing because she's a creative person and the cloud comes with all these different pieces that don't ask me because I don't have a clue. All I know about Adobe is Acrobat, okay? So, <laughs> so that's sad. All that's all I know. So, And I don't even know how to use like the pro of that. I just know the free reader. Like, I don't even thank god for a (laughs) mac because you can do a lot with a pdf with a mac without having to really be adobe savvy so anyway i'm just so glad that you bought it and that you let me use audition and so (laughs) i'm really excited about learning and it actually kind of scared me at first which is why i'm just now really watching the videos because when i opened it up the first time Mm -hmm. i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and i've um, if any of you work on your own pods or do anything with voice or audio, you may be familiar with GarageBand for music or um, Audacity. And those are the two that I really work in. And Audacity is pretty easy to figure out. Like, I really just kind of jumped in. I tried to watch some tutorials and I was like, bump this. I just jumped in it. And GarageBand was kind of easy to figure out. 
the layout's pretty easy. <laughs> when I opened Audition, <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I closed it because I was like, I, I am not ready. <laughs> right, and I, ooh. But I am so excited about learning it. And it's all thanks to Doyen. So thanks, Doyen. <laughs> Thank you back for helping me with the discount. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, so, because I, well, two things. So one of the things I want to buy a drink for is pumpkin season because it's just my time. It's like, and I like that it's earlier and earlier because I get to have the fall feel and taste without like having to put clothes on, which makes me happy. Um, I don't, I like fall as a social construct. I actually don't like the weather because I don't like being cold. Ooh, I love the weather. I'm a, fall is perfect. I'm a summer baby. Please leave me in my nakedness. I'll be fine. I'm a winter baby. And the second thing I want to buy a drink for is um the British Parliament because as much as our uh, government, <laughs> <laughs> as much as our government is a shit show, theirs is really a shit show Listen, right now. <laughs> fist to cuff. I mean, I mean, fist to cuff. Somebody said. Boris Johnson last said four Scaramucci's before, like, his whole government just, like, turned on him. <laughs> I mean, it's like... And then... <laughs> I used to watch the BBC in the morning. I don't mm-hmm. anymore because I really try to focus more on local news now. Mm-hmm. But I used to watch BBC in the morning. And they would, like, whenever Parliament was in session, they would, like, show just huge clips or whatever. Those people be fucking... <laughs> and what's her name? Whatever her name was... Teresa May, whatever her name was, she would be talking, and then next thing you'd hear, no! Bully! Bullocks! No! Boo! I'm just like, I don't know what time it is, but I'm still getting pitch notifications of their shenanigans right now, and it cracks me up. I'm like, we a mess, but they really a mess. I mean, at least we try to have some decorum. I mean, think about what it would be like if, like, senators, like, duked it out on the floor. I would love a no-confidence vote for Trump, though. (coughs) (laughs) Say say that again? I would love a no-confidence vote for Trump, though. Okay. (laughs) I would love for somebody to just punch him. I mean, hey. I just feel like, I don't know, I don't feel like, all of England won that Brexit that everybody thinks they did. <laughs> no, so, I mean, a lot of people said that they didn't. Yeah. That, that they, but they didn't, they didn't have a large voter turnout is the way I understood it from um, the BBC. Kind of like here, old people go vote and that's what happened and a lot of the other demographics didn't turn out. I just can't wrap my mind around not voting. I don't get I know. It. Especially when you are one of the marginalized people who are affected most by it. But we will definitely I yell can't <laughs> because of the way I was raised, but I do get how people can feel a sense of hopelessness and feel here, I don't really know how everything works there. But here I get it because it's almost like what the, what's the point? Specifically when you talk about federal now local elections, take your ass out there and vote. But I don't pay attention. Yeah. 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 I just, mm, I don't know. But yeah. Especially when, you know, people who look like us died for that. 
right? <laughs> that is that. You know what? That has always been my. That has always been my reason. Yeah, it's like you know, people die so that I could do this, and I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm sure I've told this on the show before. My granny has always taken me to vote with her, even when I was a little girl. And when I used to keep my niece, I used to take her with me as a baby. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in the voting booth, mm-hmm. but I, I do understand because things aren't black and white. It's just not. And the way shit falls and the way things happen, it's not always an easy, well, why don't you do this because of this? So I, I do get it. And especially after that last presidential election, it's like the fuck. I'm just like, try and see. <laughs> yeah. I think um, what something happened today. I saw a commercial for something today. And I know I know we're wrapping up and getting off topic. But this really bothers me because it makes me feel like, am I the only one that knows this? And I know I'm not. But people keep talking about, like, they were really dogging um, young people about voting and not mm-hmm. voting. And this is what happens. <laughs> um yes so uh how you can find us in the interwebs in Al Gore's interwebs A-A. um A-A. <laughs> we are on twitter it's pod. uh Chris keeps it lit on the tv shows I just go in there Come and say some random me. shit um <laughs> on Instagram Queen Sugar's been good um <laughs> uh, Instagram, we are Poor Life Decision, one decision, because we're changing them one at a time. On Etsy, we're also Poor Life Decision, one word. Um, And then you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. And you can definitely DM us. Our DMs are open. Yes. Be sure to go on uh, Apple Podcasts. And what was the other one where you can leave a review? Stitcher. Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Leave us a review. Even if you don't listen on those platforms, go on there and leave us a review. We'll read your review out loud and you'll be famous. Tell your single traveling auntie about us. Um. Yes. Especially she can listen to us on the airport. Which, my yes. last flight, I finally got to, like, sit in the airplane with my AirPods. And I was like, ooh, I, this is my life. This is what I was supposed to have this entire time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just felt, like, a little bit more bougie. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, tell your friends about us. Tell yes, please. Spread the word. <laughs> Rate us five stars. The others do not work. <laughs> and again, we just hope that we help y'all to have a better week. Um, Anything else? Do we have anything else coming up? No. We're planning big things for our it's our anniversary. Anniversary. Okay. I really don't know why my mama didn't put me in vocal lessons when I was young. I could have been big. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. If Sierra's a rock star, I could have been a rock star. <laughs> okay. No comment. Right. Anyways, bye y'all. Call your mama. Drink some water. <laughs>
<laughs> Love y'all. Take bye. some vitamin D because you know black people actually don't absorb that much vitamin D. So we have to take extra vitamins. Anyways, goodbye. <laughs> I was about to say I'm celibate. Goodbye. <laughs>